What's life without stress? Exactly. Probably a longer life, <laughs> yeah. actually. <laughs> yeah, long. <laughs> long. Long and calm. Peaceful. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Rooting Around podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Chris. And I'm Becca. So yeah. Chris has been on uh, in the past and we spoke about um, you went to Kyrgyzstan and then you were setting up a tour. Yes. You just did the tour. We, yes, me and Becca just did our f- first expedition to go and find snow leopards in Kyrgyzstan. That's so, yeah. sick. And we've literally just met five yeah, minutes ago. Yeah, just five minutes ago. I've heard a lot about you. I've followed you. I follow you too. <laughs> big fan, big fan. Likewise. Are you a fan of my new crypto work? I absolutely love your crypto work. Yeah. I was nearly sold. Yeah. Nearly. Yeah. 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 I nearly followed, uh, what's her name? Kate? Kate, yeah. <laughs> She's good. She's good. I've been yeah. in touch. Um, <laughs> Made 20 big ones, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, straight off the bat. And um, so my Instagram account got hacked and I can't get it back. And they're just trying to sell uh, cryptocurrency to, to my <laughs> followers and fans. For a little while, I was like, just for a split second, I was slightly convinced. Because, yeah, me too. Because it was Kev's you. An idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> does do these like, things. What's happened to you? And I was like, what? He's it's made a generous match. <laughs> He's made 20 grand. And I was like, wow, that's decent. So I was like, no, wait a minute. <laughs> just wait send a- me your money <laughs> yeah. and I'll send you 10 times the amount back in three hours. That was Sounds the message. Legit. That was, yeah. that was what I was getting. Yeah. And Sounds I was trying legit. to keep them busy so they didn't do it to anyone else. Crypto Kev. Yeah. Even, even Crypto Kev. Crypto and it Kev. was it was actually a Nigerian scam. Like just <laughs> really? before I got kicked out of my account, it popped up. It was like, you've got suspicious activity on your thing. And it was like something town Nigeria. And I was like, ah, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, like, that's it. Game over. Game over. Yeah. <laughs> They're in. <laughs> Man. And you just can't get it back. It's gone though. Is it's it? gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's brutal. really difficult. <laughs> <laughs> right enough about Sorry, nigeria yes. <clears throat> how was kyrgyzstan had you had you been to kyrgyzstan i had before? never been there before no and actually my first time in central asia as well oh, was, yeah so it was all new all new experiences but it was great it was a great trip i mean it was pretty stressful it's the first of our company as an expedition so uh, you know, we had guests for the first time and we were trying to find snow leopards together for the first time. And it was a lot of firsts, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was super exciting. Everyone had a fantastic time and, you know, a few people saw glimpses of snow leopards. So did you see one? A, I personally did not. Well, no, you've go back I've got to go back. Yeah, I yeah. will be going back. So I'm sure I'll get one in. But Hell yeah, yeah. It, was, it was awesome. It's a real adventure out there. It mm. really is. And I mean, Chris has been there a whole bunch of times. And he's ever since we met, he's been saying, we have to go to Kyrgyzstan. I was going to say, amazing. he would <laughs> talking about that one a lot yeah I'm you, like, you and ed talk about it yeah uh, a, a fair okay. amount that's it i'm i like lovely. kyrgyzstan's like own personal tourette <laughs> like i'm the he guy really they call like, chris we yeah. need some more you're we like the some... weird guy outside the embassy <laughs> yeah. hey you want to go to kyrgyzstan <laughs> the one-way ticket with your name on it <laughs> i can take you to the mountains you're <laughs> gonna see things <laughs> uh, so how was it different to your when you went to film was it a lot different because you were more in control of it uh yes it was a bit more kind of um it was actually much harder because the when we went to film it was more like just two of us you know we had one other guy with us basically in a couple of ranges um and it was much more relaxed like mm. oh we'll just go over here and find this very much go with the flow because we didn't think we'd see a snow leopard so we were just like <laughs> 
this is never going to happen. We're so <laughs> lucky to be here. Um, and obviously we did. We saw, you know, um, two. Um, but this time was much more because we had a larger group of people. So we had like, Becca had a, like loads more kind of like logistics to organize to, to uh, kind of keep everyone on point and doing not ridiculous things. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, making sure they behave. I saw you did a, um, wasn't it like a three month guide, like expedition yeah, leader course? That's right. So I did a three month expedition leadership course. So that was uh, a month in Wales and, uh, oh, was it four months? Was it? It was four months. Yeah. So I was in Costa Rica Shit. for three months and uh, North Wales for a month. And they kind of expose you to everything there is to do about leading a group no in shit. the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Was that terrifying? It was, yeah, it was in some ways. You know, you suddenly become responsible for these group of people mm. and you kind of, I guess you experience it in a different way, you know, because normally you'd be in Kyrgyzstan in the mountains on a horse thinking, wow, look at the mountains on a horse, it's amazing. And then when you're suddenly in charge of the group, you're like, holy shit. These horses need to <laughs> behave, they've done the risk assessment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got your risk assessment, yeah. your medical plan, and like it's a total different ball game, you know. Mm. Especially um, when they uh, put you on a horse and they call it, they'd be like, oh. Uh, you you're you on this horse and you're like oh yeah it's the they're crazy like, one they're like it's a problem horse <laughs> you're like okay <laughs> can you elaborate the they're horse. like bite he likes to bite <laughs> <laughs> and bite they do yeah. and did you get bitten a lot <laughs> no luckily they did keep putting me on the problem horse actually which is <laughs> like you on the problem horse and it was like I think uh, I, like I dropped like um, a wrapper I had in my pocket and it was like <sighs> <laughs> like, like going all over the place just losing his shit because of a bloody sweet rapper <laughs> problem horse anyway so problem horses were high on the risk assessment oh uh, yeah for yeah. sure yeah you know there's 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 a lot of problems out there if you're not careful but you know um the horses are one thing but that's part of the adventure mm. you know getting on kind of most of them are pretty tame you get different different levels you know you get your mad ones and then you get your ones that you you couldn't move with a boulder, you mm. know. They're just and like you get the the dressage ones. You well. get the dressage ones, well the fancy behaved. ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, pep in their step. Yeah, pep in their yeah. step, showing off. Um, but yeah, like, like you know, they're they're really tough horses. I mean, mm. we're out there and there's snow and blizzards. You wake up in the morning, and they're literally just covered in snow. And oh, they're like, man. no problem, no problem. Let's go. Let's. They let's are really impressive up. animals, aren't they? Super impressive. They're mm. short and stocky and like. You know, really strong, and they'll are just they, they're are taking they anything. like a, a different type of horse in Kyrgyzstan. They're like more back to fucking horses. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. Horse. Apparently, Ed spoke about horses for about half an hour in the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> we can skip the horses. Oh, no. no, let's talk about. It. I wasn't there. Tell me all about the horses. <laughs> let's talk about horses. <laughs> so, so, welcome to the horse podcast. I was going like trying to think of a horse pun. Would it be like fouling around? That'd be yeah, falling around. Yeah, falling yeah. around. Oh, that's to, good. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Why the long face? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a classic great one. That one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> what were we talking about? We're talking about horses. Were they special <laughs> horses? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, special horses. Yeah, they're like kind of like normal horses, but a bit like Mongolian horses. Mm. It's like they stuck them together. Mm. Like, like staffies. Yeah, kind yeah. of like strong, but also they've got a bit of that sort of <laughs> delicateness of problem. Of a, <laughs> they've got the problem of the mongolian horse and then the kind of normal of the western horse yeah. I guess. yeah so yeah, they they get they're good so i'm guessing you didn't really deal with many other wild animals there because it's so like uh, dangerous animals anyway i know you were looking for leopards <laughs> 
I mean, there's, there's, have there been any snow leopard attacks? They are not. No, they don't really attack people. Although they have, when they get old, they they sort of lose. Basically, poor snow leopards. They they just die because they the the other like get broken bones and things like that from uh, attacking other animals, or their teeth slowly wear down, and then they can't kill anything anymore. So they then often come into the like local villages. And that's when they interact with people. So you might get a, an attack, but it wouldn't. I can't bite you. <laughs> yeah. Just the claws. <laughs> Dentures fall out. Wait, you're sunny. Yeah. No, no, that, but they have been, they haven't been known to be like going to villages. Mm. There's, there is actually a snow leopard. I think actually it's been put down, but it was shot. Sorry, this is really has bleak. Been, yeah. yeah, it has been put yeah, down. down. Yeah. Shot, <laughs> shot in the face. It was, uh, so there was a snow leopard that was shot in the face and uh, it was blind. Oh, and, I and, Yeah, that's it. That and they one, kept yeah. it alive. Uh, sorry, they didn't keep it alive. They tried to rescue it, but it was just blind. This woman was looking after it in a cage in, in Bishkek. Uh, it was really tragic. It's yeah. very tragic. It's very tragic. But she was looking after it as kind of, you know, I think she wanted to, kind of keep it alive it was also quite of yeah i mean it should just been put down but yeah <laughs> and then it was so and then it, and then eventually it yeah. was but um that went nowhere but uh yeah i well yeah my my thinking was like you must have dealt with more creepy crawlies and stuff in costa rica and figure yeah. like trying to navigate stuff that climbs all in your well, your all in your bobs yeah. yeah yeah for sure yeah i actually had in costa rica i had a, a tarantula crawling up my back oh, man. Was, of all the places the only reason i knew it was there we were stood in the group getting briefed and uh, a guy opposite me goes holy fuck you got a, what the fuck is that and you just saw these little little leggies just crawling started to crawl up my neck and i was i i knew it was a tarantula because i'd just seen it on the log that i then uh, went and sat on so okay. you know who's to blame there but um, yeah, it kind of crawled up my neck and uh, the guy next to me i was like is it the tarantula is it the tarantula and he was like um yeah, it's definitely a, it's a creature. <laughs> and it's on you. Is, it's enormous. <laughs> it's enormous and it's got fangs. And uh, yeah, he, he was great. He just swooped it off straight away and oh, like uh, put it on the floor. But you don't get that, you know, there's no worries about that sort of stuff in Kyrgyzstan. Yeah, that's it's what I was thinking. The I big mean... wolves and bears. Those are. Oh, I didn't realise yeah. those yeah. are the guys. Mm. They got wolves, yeah. And you just see them around and you'll see their prints and like they're just A lot of wolf prints. A lot of wolf prints. It's, yeah changes the game when you got to get up in the night for a pee that's for oh, sure oh man yeah and then like one i'd be like so every now and again you go for a pee at night and then you just see like with your head torch you just see like some googly eye, like oh, some, some some eye shine and then it's just looking at you and you're like <laughs> <laughs> great <laughs> i am incredibly vulnerable every time yeah they got some pretty crazy walls out there but it, they don't kind of bother you when when we go they don't come near you but in winter there are some like the rangers have some quite intense stories of you know deep winter when they're starving essentially yeah yeah they get some quite intense stories where they you know um where they start getting desperate i guess they do yeah they get very desperate they sort of there's one story where they they sit in basically there's a little tiny cabin and it's like it's a shipping container with a door that doesn't work. It like doesn't even close properly. It's just like you close it and you're just kind of like, you know, like a piece of corrugated iron that's like desperate to spring backwards. Yeah. It's, like, it's like that. It's like <laughs> just sort of big holes sticking out the side. And uh, they were saying, yeah, we just have this little pot that we um, basically we uh, we shit and piss in because we cannot leave the cabin. 
Because mm. if we do, we just get eaten by the wolves. What? <laughs> yeah. That's in deepest, darkest Deep, winter. dark winter. Yeah. I mean, this is like, they are right, and they're right really far into the park. So like, you know, we... Really wild. Like super, super wild. wild and they're desperate for food. Mm. But this is a completely different time of year that when we'd be going uh, and when we uh, when we do go. Because, um, yeah, we don't want any of that. Don't want any of that business. No. But it's it's just yeah it's just a super wild place. You know? Did you see any wolves? We did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, one of that uh, must have been amazing. It was cool. Yeah, it it had a kill actually. Um, so or we're not sure. It was like digging. It dug something up. Had a leg of some sort. And was <laughs> wandering around. <laughs> a leg of like, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was amazing. Uh, it was. I, I mean, I'd seen wolves before, but that was in the day. It's quite clear. One of our uh, one of the guys. Um, Tommy, he spotted it. So yeah, he's uh, yeah, it was very cool. That's very, amazing. Very cool. Yeah. And how did the the guests or customers? I don't know what what they are at this point. Did they? Customers. I'm guessing they loved it. Did they? Yeah, they had a great time. You know, like we had some people who were really experienced with traveling who'd been to Kyrgyzstan before as well, uh, and we had some people who I don't think she'd even left the, left Europe or the country or like. Yeah, you know, some people, who, yeah, all the places to go, you know, she was right in there. It was awesome to see people who have never kind of been on a real expedition mm. and adventure just just sweep straight in and just absolutely love it. So, I mean, I, I think there's a lot of type two fun, you know, you get yeah, cold, it always is. you get hungry. And sometimes at the time you think, what the fuck am I doing here? Yeah. And then, you know, you look back and you think, yeah, that was, that was pretty sick. That was a good time. But I think most adventuring type travel is... It's like, how wasn't it? How, how funny was that when we were that stressed? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Chris shit himself. It was hilarious. <laughs> Good when you nearly died. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was great. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, it was really, it was really cool. It was, yeah, they did really, a lot of them did really well because it's, uh, it's a mad place, especially it's like 3,500 meters. So it's quite an intense, not much air up there. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you get tired pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, uh, did anyone get altitude sickness? No, I don't. And I don't think they've really got any recorded like, uh, people coming in and getting altitude sickness Oh, okay. kind of coming in. Cause it's not, it's very high. But it's not like, you know, you do get a little bit of acclimatization. Mm. So um, it's not like you go into like 6,000 meters where, I mean, you get, you kind of get an altitude sickness anyway, because you, you have like a, that acclimatization period is technically a form of altitude sickness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, even at 4,000 meters, I was intense headaches, oh, had to lie down in a dark room. <laughs> Just <laughs> so horrible. horrible. Walking down the street, just like every 10 steps, you're like, <sighs> and carry on walking as my heart was beating constantly. Oh it's horrible, isn't it? So you just feel like you're, I always feel like my, my eyes are being pushed into my skull. <laughs> just being like pushed in. And then I've just got a really bad headache. And I'm like, this is just really, really unenjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> and when I went over to Peru, where me and Tom were staying, um, I think it was about 3,500, 600. And because he smokes, it takes so long for it to burn. Really? Because there's less oxygen. So he's just smoking this one cigarette, but just getting the pure, <laughs> strong tobacco. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah, I was, oh, I hated being, yeah, it's tough. being elevated. I didn't know that uh, boiling water takes a lot longer, or it takes a lot longer to get water to boiling when you're at altitude. 
So we were boiling all of our drinking water and obviously all the water that we cook with. And we stand in there for like hours. Like, why isn't oh, this boiling? We're we all so forever. dehydrated because the altitude sickness. Like, why do we not have any fresh water? No one could work it out until like day five. And someone was like, yeah, I know why. It's because our altitude doesn't boil as quick. Oh my God. There's no idea. Yeah. We're... I don't know why, but that makes sense. Yeah. I don't understand it science. It just takes, it like, it's like the kettle that never boils. It's yeah. just literally just it's looking pain. at it. And, you're, and you are looking at it like, <laughs> you are like come on. boil, bitch. Come on. <laughs> With your tea bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 it's just a boil. Um, yeah, it was mad. Um, so the first expedition was the tits. Went well. Oh, yeah. You've yeah. hooked them in, so they're going to have to come back and see the leopards. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. To be honest, they're the pe- coming back. They're definitely coming back, and I think it's not even just with the leopards. To be honest, it's the horse riding. I know we're back on horses again. No, I saw I saw the pictures in the videos, <laughs> but it looked it looked like that was the most fun bit. It's the best horse riding in the world for sure. Like yeah. it is like Red Dead Redemption, but in real life. Did you like go and catch stuff? If you know, it can be arranged. <laughs> <laughs> Different type of expedition. Different that type, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's hunting. Off the books, that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is actually a hunting concession next door, so you know, we could put you in contact with someone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we don't condone that. No, obviously not. <laughs> you could get one of their pelts and like turn it into a costume so if your customers were like desperate to see one. You could send yeah. one of you up it's the mountain point. and just be like Oh my god, Man. yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. Well, there were a couple of rocks actually that we saw that for a long time we were convinced were snow leopards. <laughs> oh, and at no. one point, I did think maybe we could just, this is like on the last day as well. I thought maybe we could just say that's a snow leopard. Who's going to know? <laughs> Who's going to know? Everyone's like, wow, I've seen a snow leopard. Wow. All the so reviews, relaxed. like, saw a snow leopard. So cool. Yeah. Just a rock. Five stars. Yeah, there were, five there stars. were some like incredible, like, honestly, some days I'd be looking at a rock that was literally. The shape of a snow the leopard. Spitting it's like image. it was a rock that had like ears. It had ears that were shaped like. like and I was looking at it and I was like, "How is that not a snow leopard?" Because <laughs> this is one of the things you, you what you have to do to find a snow leopard. You have to spend many hours looking for them through scopes. So this can this can take you know quite a long time mm. just looking at each rock, checking. But you get your eye in for the process, mm-hmm. I guess. But you start to see a lot of rocks. A lot of rocks. Yeah. You start to get pissed off with the rocks. Fucking rocks, man. Fucking rocks. No. The first time we saw one, it was that one on the ridge that looked exactly like a snow leopard. Profile image, perfect. Beautiful day. We're like, we found a snow leopard. Ranger's having his lunch, just like, oh, come and look in the mirror. We're like, you have to come and check it. We think we found a snow leopard. One look, that's a rock. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Suckers. (laughs) At this point, everyone in the group had seen this leopard rock and were convinced that they'd seen a snow leopard. Yeah, it ticked it off the list. Yeah, it ticked it off the list. Like, great, let's go. And Ranger comes along. He's like, no, sorry guys, that's that is just a rock. Gutted. Shit. Did you guys film much of it? Did you are you making something? Every or? second. Oh Const- sweet. Yeah. yeah. All the filming. All the filming. Um yeah, because we were filming like a documentary at the same time for something else. Um and then obviously like promotional stuff. NDA. So mm-hmm. the old yeah. NDA. Yeah. Um and uh yeah, so just constantly filming. Just if if I if I didn't have a camera in my hands, there was something very wrong. <laughs> Probably my hand had fallen off and I couldn't carry <laughs> that's what the camera. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a hand. That's a hand. Yeah. Uh, that's what he's got. <laughs> he's got he's got Chris's hand. Um yeah. So, so you're gonna make something. 
Well, I mean, the stuff I got was promotional stuff. So, yes, I am making stuff. You can go on our Instagram and you can see it all there. But yes. What, expeditions.info? Yes, please follow us. Please follow us. We're releasing dates very soon, actually. Next the couple next of weeks trip. for 2023. Excellent. Yeah. So yeah. Do you know what date you're announcing? Uh, we haven't confirmed it yet. Probably within the next two weeks. Cool. Because we'll this episode the... will come out in two weeks. So you can... Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> it's open for booking. I said Hell it. yeah! I said, you it. Go. I said it. I said it. Let's hope we're ready. Yeah. <laughs> business, I like it. It's open for business. Yes. Get yes. booking. So get booking, guys, because it's amazing. Do you think that's what was it? Was it five or six people that you were taking? Yeah. Is that? Do you think that's the maximum that you could? That you yeah, could I think six is perfect. Mm. It's ideal. It's enough people to kind of get group dynamics, but also not too many that we can't look after everyone and find that people are missing we can mm. keep a head count real easy and stuff but yeah it's, it's an ideal number because you know these places are really remote and part of the company kind of ethos is keeping these places remote and not yeah. kind of overdoing it and keeping it unique and special so i think keeping it low is easy easier for us to manage and i think people get the experience that they're paying for basically yeah. um so yeah that was very corporate kind of no, That's no, it makes that. it makes total sense. Like for the for the type of trip it is, and you do have to tread lightly with it. Yeah, so for sure. it's yeah, good. Six makes sense. Yeah, that you do get the group dynamic. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they get kind interaction. of interaction, and we can kind of like break people off into little sort of tracking teams, so they'll go off and pincer with, attack. With, that's it exactly, yeah. and we'll all go. They'll all go in separate groups and look for signs of snow leopards, and then kind of hone in then on 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 different things. Because like for example, like when we were out with uh, last time i think on the last day we all split up and the rangers found one of the rangers found a kill and it was really recent and the snow leopard had been there within the last half an hour because it had been snowing and they found prints and the snow was well, they were fresh and they were, the snow was only just landing on the print so the snow leopard was there and this kill uh, literally it must have seen them and then darted off up into the rocks so then Edie, she walks around the corner to go for to go for a piss and she was like getting kind of she said she felt she was really kind of creeped out by the place because there's canyon and things like that. She felt like she was being watched the entire time. And she looked over to her left and she saw this just grey thing just dip behind a rock. And she was like convinced that It's only one thing that could be. There's only one thing it could have been. Another rock. Another rock. <laughs> yeah. just, just a boulder. Just a boulder just falling a boulder. down. It's <laughs> behind there and it's literally a rock with a snow leopard face <laughs> painted on it. Meow, <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. Uh, yeah. Um, and there was like, I mean, there's so many signs. Like they were looking up on the cliff, just, just a couple of like sort of 10 meters away from them. And all these birds were kind of squawking and having a go at this one part of the rock. So they know that the snow leopard was up there because obviously. Yeah, I guess that's a giveaway. Because they, they do that with, um, you know, if you're going to film dolphins or stuff in the sea. Just look for the birds. Look mm. for the birds. Oh, you did the mackerel thing, didn't you? Was it mackerel? The what? The trawler? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, we touched upon that last time, actually. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. <laughs> it was great. I mean, it was amazing. I just dreamed to, to go and f film fishermen at sea. But uh, it's also just... Some people, you know... They love it. They love it. And that's why I, I just didn't get it. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I just didn't get Fairly it. reasonable. So are you guys going to... Have you got other stuff in the pipeline? Yeah, we've got a lot going on, actually. So we've got 
probably an expedition in January um, to the Philippines, potentially, um, which would be very exciting. That's more of like, so we're kind of looking at production and film as well, which mm. is kind of an aspect of the business we weren't kind of expecting, I guess. Um, so that's in the pipeline. We've obviously got the Kyrgyzstan expeditions next year, um, running at least two of those. Um, and we're trying to get something set up in West Africa as well. So we'll be going to Ivory Coast, fingers crossed, to look at setting up an expedition there. Hell um, yeah. So it's all happening. It really is all happening. It's very exciting. We yeah. weren't expecting this, you know. A couple of years ago, Chris came home from Kyrgyzstan and said, we should set up an expedition company. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Cool. Was that what kickstarted you wanting <laughs> that to... That was it. That was the moment, yeah. No shit. That was the moment. We're like, yeah, we, we could do this. And then, you know, we sort of thought about it a bit more and we're like, no shit, we could actually do this. What, what were you doing before that? Uh, so I was, at the time, I was working at university as mm. a project manager. Okay. Um, so I'd done project management for like 10 years, I guess now. Um, so I was in West Africa for nearly four of those and then um, relocated back to the UK and just sort of carried on in project management. I was like, I don't really know what to do anymore. And then he was like, let's do this. <laughs> and here we are. Right sort on. of doing it. Yes. <laughs> so it's really exciting. I, mean, I, guess, I guess the project management gives you the right mindset for for going into the logistics yeah for it. sure yeah yeah like when we look at our skill sets i mean we're definitely a case of opposites attract right completely opposite without so like oh there's no way i could have like ever have done this without like <laughs> like <laughs> sorting it out yeah, like, someone, someone just, needs to organize stuff yeah that's it <laughs> my like head is just complete chaos <laughs> it's just, I just got... all the ideas come from him yeah, that's the like... funny thing it's like every day he's got like four ideas and then you know, we'll take one of them and then yeah. that, that works, you know? And it's... You got the ideas, but the execution <laughs> is <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, lacking. Just like the, the you know, just random box of ideas. Just like, here's an idea, here's an idea. <laughs> yeah, Amanda gets annoyed with my quick fire random ideas. <laughs> I've got so many plates spinning at once and they're all just breaking. Shattered to pieces. Shattered to pieces. <laughs> yeah, it's the old uh, neurodivergence, isn't it? Is that what yeah. it is? That the, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's it. That's what they call it. (laughs) (laughs) So my sister's actually just left the Philippines and she said it was the best place she's ever been in her life. Yeah. What was it about that she liked it so much? She I convinced her to go diving and Uh, like take diving courses and she ended up seeing like I'm not sure if you know much about sharks, but there's a shark called the Thresher Shark. Oh, yeah. Which is like... I actually did a year five project on sharks. No. So oh, that's uh, wicked. I'm pretty, I love sharks. pretty clean up there. <laughs> My favorite animals. So yeah, she saw fresher sharks. Uh, wow. Which I thought was pretty unheard of. Yeah. To get in the water with them. Amazing. That's mad. Yeah. That's crazy. So she was just diving, was she? Just, just doing... Well, she... It was her first time properly traveling. She went, went away on her own. Um... She'd never really left Newport much, so it was a bit of a bit of a shock. <laughs> she, <laughs> so she went to Newport. Thailand, Indonesia, and then went up to Philippines. But I recommended she dived in, uh, I think it was Koh Tao in Thailand, and then she just dove, dived everywhere she went. Amazing! Yeah, that's very awesome. fucking jealous. That's very cool. Yeah. Thresher sharks. Thresher that's sharks. That's amazing. Yeah. Genuinely. Use their tail to, <laughs> to stun. Oh wow. What's 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. I've never That's seen fair. a shark in the water. You know? No, I, I'd be. I think I'd genuinely be terrified. I think pretty scary. But you're yeah. fine around wolves and big yeah. cats. Land animals, yes, but like a three-dimensional world of water. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's pretty three-dimensional. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> I could come from Stop any angle. Like, there's not. Any... You also have this <laughs> line that you can't see underneath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No, you know, just there, just swimming around with these like apex predators. And there's never like one, is there? There's like hundreds, yeah, all the <laughs> hundreds time. of apex predators. You're just like, this is fine. How beautiful. It's like the upside down from Stranger Things, but just yeah, monsters. Well, just monsters. monsters. Yeah, monsters in the sea. They're not though, are they? They're supposed to be like very nice, right? That's I what... don't think that they're necessarily nice. I think a lot of them, some of them, can get aggressive. Um, They'll get you. Yeah, they'll get yeah. you if they want to. <laughs> but there's some people that can get in the water with great whites because they understand their body language. And there's that Ocean Ramsey. I'm not sure if you've seen mm. seen her. Yeah. But she like, <laughs> she holds onto the fin of a great white shark yeah. while free diving. Gives it a little tickle. Yeah. <laughs> not, not my bag. <laughs> a little tickle and it's have like it's fin pits would that be a, does that yeah be, maybe that's where, would you, called, take a, where would you take a shark fin pits um, in its gills in its gills you yeah, tickle yeah. its gills yeah I suppose so, that's just like I don't know what, yeah I mean, it's kind of getting in the breathing apparatus isn't it maybe that wouldn't be <laughs> maybe, maybe that, that would be rude them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh rude <laughs> excuse me my gills <laughs> touch my gills <laughs> but there are there are some that are kind of inherently aggressive Bull sharks. sharks and tiger sharks. Mm. And bull sharks can swim in fresh water. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Have you heard of the Zambezi shark? <laughs> I, yeah, I think I have. That's a bu uh, bull sharks that oh my God. swim up rivers. <laughs> They're just so bad. Like, just 200 million years worth of just even Unchanged. Unchanged. <laughs> Unchanged killing perfection. <laughs> yeah, that's it. They were like, hmm, I'm perfect. Damn, <laughs> damn, I'm good at killing. <laughs> I'm really good at killing. <laughs> no need to change. We'll get rid of the megalodon. Don't need that. Yeah, too big. <laughs> too big. We'll just pump a shark full of testosterone more than any other animal on the planet. Yeah. And let it swim around. Yeah, just see how it goes. <laughs> See how it goes. There's myths of it being under the... Oh, it's in the Meg. But that's also a theory as well that there's that... Is it like the thermocline at the bottom of the sea? Oh, yeah. So it's like at the that. in the trenches, there's like that hot pocket that they think that the megalodons can't get back up through. Mm. So they're there, but there's hot water in the way that they can't swim through. There's also a, a lake in Antarctica under the ice sheet, which no one has ever seen or explored to know what's down there. Maybe that's where they are. All this, Maybe that's your next expedition. Expedition. Megalodon acres. Expedition. Megalodon. Covered sea megalodons. 
with wild expeditions. Megalodons on ice. <laughs> yeah, and they could have like a nice little, we could, you know, like a bit of branding with like a dress on and stuff like that. That'd all the merch. Mm. Loads of merch. All the merch. All the merch. Yeah. All the merch. Be, yeah, be an expensive expedition, I would have thought, drilling underneath the ice caps <laughs> <laughs> to find megalodons and get down there. It's like, huh, they're not here. <laughs> Weird. It's so really surprised. cold. We know really. they can't get through hot stuff, but we thought they could with ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <sighs> Just sea urchins down here. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Imagine seeing them for the first time, though. Because what are they? They're like... Bigger than buses. They're massive, aren't they? They're yeah. like you've seen the have you seen the mouth of one of those things? Like the oh, jaw. Yeah, you stand in it. And you can stand in it. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Yeah, fuck that noise. Unless, unless it actually has just got a giant mouth and it's actually just like a normal size shark behind that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just really like it's just got no friends. <laughs> it's just, it's just like it's yeah, got the biggest braces. <laughs> Like, so oh, fucking Meg the loser. <laughs> Can't swim in fresh water, stuck at this underneath this weird <laughs> lake under this relegated to the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. Good times. What did you learn about sharks in year five? Oh. <laughs> Probably some very basic facts. Very basic. I do remember learning about bull sharks being very aggressive. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah Tiger yeah. sharks also very aggressive. Mean. Um nurse sharks, very nice and pleasant. Just probably Is that why they're called nurse? Maybe. Nurse yeah. Sharks. Pleasant yeah. sharks. Yeah. Pleasant sharks. They don't they rarely bite. Rarely but if they do, they'll kill you. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, good. <laughs> you know, on shark level of aggression, I guess, yeah. you know, they're very kind. Very kind <laughs> and gentle. Fair. I have actually uh, dived with sharks before. Uh, great white sharks in a cage. Where did you South, do it? South Africa. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was one of the most terrifying experiences of my life, I have to say. Yeah, because the visibility terrified. there is really... Yeah. Like, was it like 10 meters or something? Something like that, yeah. I mean, these, these guys are big they, i mean i got a great picture actually of us in the cage and there's like five of us in the cage and about only half the shark is in the shot so the shark was about 10 people long i mean they're just enormous and i remember getting in and the water was really cold and we had wetsuits but immediately as soon as soon as i got in the water i started like i can't breathe and i'm like don't worry it's fine calm down it's okay and there's these great white sharks like thrashing about all over oh the place God. like okay i'm fine i'm fine and they're like just you know just grab onto the inside of the cage and push yourself under and you'll see the shark so okay i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it so i put my hands down and i push myself under and this huge shark just swims past and i come back out and they're like shouting at me like what are you doing what are you doing and i was like that's what you told me to do and they said no you're supposed to hold the handrail inside of the cage uh. not the actual cage <laughs> so i just put my arms out in this cage trying to see this fucking great white shark trying to be brave like, what are you doing you idiot you're gonna lose your arm <laughs> and then uh, you know the, the shark kind of went off and circled back around and we sort of dived again to look at it and the fucker full pelt straight in the cage no way like right in front of me it was I got out. I was like, right, I'm done now. I've had yeah. all the great white shark experience I need for the rest of my life. I'm done. Because they're the most, the out of all the great whites, they're the most aggressive in in South Africa, aren't they? Are they? I didn't yeah. know that. They're, that's where they do all the breaching and yeah, catching right. seals and yeah, 
yeah, they're super aggressive. And the way they do it, like these guys are so unsustainable. They just chuck loads of chum in the water. Mm. So you've got four boats, they put, like, like baiting it and baiting it. And there's like 10 sharks turn up and they do that every morning. The sharks just come every day because they know they're going to get some some fish guts, which I guess is one of their favorite cuisines. Get really accustomed yeah. to humans being in the water. Yeah, you know, And that's where my some... food came from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> scare some humans, you know, get some chum yeah. and go about their day. I, I did it in um, in Port Lincoln in Australia. Oh, cool! And um, and I've been obsessed with sharks not since year five, well, but we can't um, all be. No, okay. no. But we um, it was like a three-hour boat ride, I think, from from the coast, and they were charming, very unsustainable, and. By the way they marketed it, it sounded like they were really legit. And then yeah, you get they there and they're just it. like chopping up fish, <laughs> chucking it in. And um but it was amazing. Yeah, it's an amazing like, experience. They parked up for I think it was like three hours and most of the people on the boat had their tickets bought because they were scared of sharks to try and conquer their fear. Right. So people went in, they were like, saw a shark, got out, and they were like, We're here for another two hours if anyone wants to go back in. So I was like, put a wetsuit on. And I just sat at the bottom of the cage because they had the, the hoses oh, instead of yeah. holding your breath. Mm-hmm. So just sat there and it was the best thing I've ever done. Wow. Yeah. So good. I'd really recommend it to anyone who's not done it before. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I am terrified of sharks. I have a weird phobia of the sea and kind of the... I think... I think phobias of the sea are completely understandable i think so too i think it's they're very terrifying acceptable. it's like when people say Are you scared of heights of course i'm scared of heights because <laughs> if i fall i'll die <laughs> it's a natural <laughs> fear of course i'm scared of sharks they're gonna eat me so yeah i do have a fear of the ocean sometimes when we're surfing i have a sort of bit of a freak out and just mm. kind of like have to paddle back to shore really quickly and just catch it my makes breath total but, sense. yeah but at least you get in yeah right, exactly yeah. you know i would say for me i don't know if it was the same for you diving with sharks definitely didn't your fear at all <laughs> if anything it legitimized it further <laughs> make, w- they didn't do any like charging really uh, okay they looked very so th- it was relatively peaceful mm. there was a few times that they like chucked a bit of bait in and but it wasn't like hitting the cage yeah, and yeah. stuff I suppose South as Africans, soon as you get out. They, they have a different relationship with <laughs> yeah, animals over there. I reckon as soon as you got out of that cage, though, they'd be like, hmm, yeah, look at this tasty. guy. <laughs> Unless I was Ocean Ramsey with nice blonde hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> be like, I'm just oh, going to tickle, oh, my get on, get on, <laughs> tickle my gills. Tickle my gills. Well, tickle my gills. Chico. Yes. No, I, yeah, I'm definitely not an Ocean Ramsey at all. I, do, I love you... I love getting in it. Yeah, I love snorkeling. We we do quite a lot of snorkeling actually, but um, definitely got that kind of you know when you just go over a little like ridge and you just look down into the abyss and you're just like, mm-hmm. huh. yeah, <laughs> what's down there? Hmm. <laughs> Something's gonna. Hey, eat. you guys! <laughs> I'm sorry, my keys are so big. Hear an echo in from the depths. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you guys! Got any snacks? <laughs> Yeah, there's no food down here, you guys. <laughs> Can I sit on your table? <laughs> so lonely. Shut up, Meg. Shut up, Meg. <laughs> Stay down there. No one wants you. Where do you guys go snorkeling? Um, we go to Pembrokeshire quite a lot. Um, Porthclean, I think it's called. Porthclean. Porthclean, yeah. It's a lovely little harbour. Like crystal clear blue water. Loads of stuff to see. Oh, not wow. quite as good as Cornwall, actually. We did okay. get some really good stuff in Cornwall. Oh, no, there is that one place. What is it called? Um, 
St. Brides as well, also in, in Pembrokeshire. Mm. What kind of stuff were you seeing? Sorry, this is turning into a complete animal podcast. It's <laughs> yeah, absolutely fine. It's <laughs> yeah. great. It's all good stuff. We see lots of, there's these really cool, um, loads of jellyfish. You always get loads of jellyfish. Mm. And you get these iridescent ones, the ones with the kind of, they've got little, they're like purple. Like It's like a purple cucumber. It's completely see-through, but it has like rainbow rainbow colors. lights to go for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No way. You see them all the time. And then loads of um, rock gobbies. That's one of our favorites to go uh, and watch. Yeah. They're quite cool. Yeah. Because you can just... Stupid face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're very cute. They're very cute. Yeah, that's it. They just you sit on the rock and they come out and they come yeah. out to look at you and stuff and sort of... I don't know, yeah, it's, it's great. There's loads. loads of huge crabs, they're always good oh, ones the to crabs. watch. Yeah, the spider crabs. Yeah, and they're, so, oh, they're yeah. so funny when they have a fight or something. There'll be like half a dead fish, and then you just see all these spider crabs just like, I'm going to have a bit of that. And then, like, they're not one... very fast moving. No, and ones. then like their fighting is literally like, I want it, give that to me. No. It looks yummy. And they're like, no, it's mine, stay away. And then the other one's like, okay. And then it just scuttles off. <laughs> it's like, cool guys, yeah, that was it. Nice. Really, really tried hard for that. Yeah, there's um when I went to uni in Cornwall, so we went snorkeling, there's quite often spider crabs there. This was when I ate fish and when I ate meat. And I thought, like, there's there's a trick of picking them up from the bottom. You grab the top of the carapace and turn it upside down. And they just, like, all their legs go in. So we did that. Thought we killed them. Took them back. And we were like, right, I guess you just pop it no, straight on the boil. <laughs> And it went in, and um, about a second later, it just started oh, climbing no. across the counter, but <laughs> boiling. Oh, 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 oh my God. That's yeah. a dark, dark end. That is a dark, dark and end. We were all on a marine photography course. <laughs> so we were like, oh, we're being sustainable. We're going to go get our own, <clears throat> own food. Yeah. And um, yeah. Just we... slightly parboiled. <laughs> parboiled oh, a, a, live, a li- crab. live crab yeah that was that was a really like i'm quite scarred by that it's brutal it's because they do they do just say to like just chuck them straight in the pan and like boom they're dead it's like no 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 just just get a knife and just just stab it in the head but i did but i obviously oh, didn't not in the right pl- in the right place i guess yeah, i didn't get it yeah, so i stabbed it first still alive <laughs> And then threw it in boiling water. Oh, oh my god. god. It's like, ow. I didn't I mean, even think ow. about how bad the stab is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's like so just that bad enough from a stab. <laughs> and then it's thrown into boiling water. Oh no. Oh, going to crab hell. Yeah. yeah. And when you go to crab hell, that crab's going to be there just with his little stab. Boiling hot. Yeah, boiling hot. Like, I'm fucking fuming, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking absolutely. Welcome to crab hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, he's gonna beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Along, along with Meg. <laughs> along with Meg. Fucking Meg. <laughs> Fucking Meg. Uh, yeah, I love snorkeling, but it is this like you know you're just getting into like 200 million year old soup, aren't you? That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically that's what it is. You got the croutons. Like, yeah. <laughs> just all these like horrible. They're actually really beautiful, like all the little weird creatures you see mm. un- under the water. But you just look at them and they're like, that's just completely alien. Yeah, I got stung by a jellyfish once in Mallorca and I, it hurt and it stung and then the stinging was getting worse. And within the first minute I was like, oh, if I don't get back to the boat quickly, I'm going to die because I just, I got paranoid that it was just going to keep getting worse and worse and worse and then I was going to die and it didn't get that bad. But I had to swim about 200 meters after getting stung and I was just oh like my God. trying to get back and I had a big... Across across my nipple. Oh, 
I'm right in my gills. Right in your gills. Tried to chuckle you in your gills. But it was like an electric shock mixed with a burn. That's mad. Who pissed on you? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> that was the before the sting. <laughs> I need piss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people pay good money for that. Yeah, yeah apparently so. Yeah. Um, you just need a boat full of friends. <laughs> a boat full of friends and some jellyfish, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> Yes, yes. Uh, no, yeah, snorkeling. It's great. Can't yep. go wrong. Can't so go I'd, wrong. I'd imagine when you two go on holiday, it's not a holiday, really. Do you end up doing just really difficult stuff for a while? We do. We do the most ridiculous things. I don't think we've ever been on a normal holiday, have we? I'd we've tried. We've attempted. An all-inclusive. <laughs> God. <laughs> but one of those ones that <laughs> isn't near anywhere nice, <laughs> just so far out, and you're just like, I mean, we could go for... A little expedition today, but just one long road. <laughs> one long road. Let's just suck on those margaritas <laughs> <laughs> and fry in the sun. <laughs> Sounds like hell, doesn't yeah, it? it and does. our first holiday together was traveling across Russia, which you talked about in the last podcast. Oh, and I didn't uh, realize you were together on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So we yeah, did that yeah. together. That was our first holi- proper holiday, I think. So, yeah, How romantic. I mean, yeah, we were sleeping on on a lake, uh, with a, you know, on an oh, icy I suppose that lake. Is very and, romantic. Um, I mean, it wasn't. It was freezing and, and terrifying. Actually, <laughs> it was. It was, and we had that one frozen fish for dinner. Wasn't that fun though? Like, it was. It was a great time. It? Amazing that we nearly yeah. starved and froze to death. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good time. Now it's fun because we survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Who's yeah. spagoozing? Who's spagoozing? What a place! What a place! Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, we did see, um, yeah, that wasn't really a holiday, was it? No, it was... It was our kind of holiday. St. Peter, St. Petersburg was kind of a holiday. That was kind of a holiday. That was before we went out to, like, the middle of nowhere and then just went on these ridiculous little... When you say middle of nowhere, do you mean... Like, um... The actual <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah, it was like, we wanted to go to Tuva, like the Tuvan Republic. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember going to the airport and the <laughs> Russian lit was like buying the tickets and we're like, we'd like uh, two tickets to uh, Kaz- Kazil. And this woman just goes, Kazil? <laughs> it was so comical. Yeah. It was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> no, Kazil? it goes <laughs> Kazil? And we're like, yes, yeah, Kazil. She's like <laughs> shaking her head. Uh, it's an amazing place, really cool place. Just um, yeah, Tuvan Republic. It's like it's like uh, it was actually part of Mongolia, but the where is it in relation to Mongolia? So it's just above Mongolia, essentially. It's also big, got... <laughs> to the left or to the right? It's like it's to the left. Yeah. To the yeah. To the left. To the left. To the like left. Irkutsk yeah. way a bit further. Yeah. So you got like Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, and Mongolia, and it's yeah. kind of right there. Oh. Did you have to fly, or was it on the? On yeah, the... we had to fly in one of the propeller, twin propeller aeroplanes, middle of winter. I was pretty scared. And scared, actually, you scared I remember, of planes. Well, I mean, scared like small... of like yeah, smaller, you know, propeller things. Old fly, Soviet planes. Yeah, old Soviet planes. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had some not so positive experiences with air transport, shall we say, in, mm. in the past. Of that yeah, I was like, hmm, this isn't great. I remember sitting by the uh, the window seat, managed to bag the window seat, and every five seconds, Chris wanted to take a photo, and he'd be like, just leaning over me every time, oh, babe, move out the way, move out the way. <laughs> oh, let, let me get that photo, let me get that photo. <laughs> I was like, for goodness sake. <laughs> for the Insta. For, for the, the Insta, Insta. Yeah, yeah. for the gram. <laughs> for the gram. No, yeah, Tuva's awesome. Really cool place, highly recommend it. It's the home of Tuvan throat singing. 
where they do, you know, like the Mongolians claim yeah. that they were the the first kind of throat singers, so to speak. The Tuvans are apparently the true. <laughs> legit, yeah, the Tuvan throat singing. So the, yeah. Um, yeah. I'd love to learn how to do it. Yeah, it's mad. Crazy. Yeah. They could all do it as well. You'd just be like, hey, you. And then, <laughs> and then yes. there they are. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool. Kazil is an interesting place. And uh, yeah, it was good. One of those places where you turn up and we wanted to, we, we ended up meeting the mayor. Was it the mayor yeah. of the town? Yeah, yeah. That was it. The mayor of the town came oh, out. Oh, <laughs> Welcome. You must come. <laughs> Here's my throat singing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he did. He, <laughs> he literally cracked out. Cracked out. <laughs> out. <laughs> you know, it was amazing. And uh, he hooked us up with like a, um, a local, basically someone who could speak English. And so he could like kind of take us around. We just paid him to kind of just take us around and translate. And they just showed us some like incredible things, stuff that you just, they're not in the guidebooks because there's no guidebook on this place. Mm. So they would just take us to see like, they're like, oh, there's this, um, there's this really cool uh, like 11th century Buddhist um, monument, but it's, it's in, it's in the cliff face and you can only see it one time this time of year because the snow, like the ice freezes and the water goes down. So it reveals a little cave where you can look in. Ooh. and like so yeah we just went along walked across the ice there it is just just a little crack through the ice and you can see this little statue just in the mountain like That's and it's insane. just yeah it's great a really cool place there's so many things like that were just around that you just would not ever hear about so yeah what made you choose the tuvan republic well, we wanted you... to get out um yeah, I think it was your idea, actually, wasn't it? He's the ideas guy. It's Corsair's idea. <laughs> Just another one of his ideas that came out. I think he wanted to go and film some throat singing or something. We're like, sure, you know, let's let's go there and let's, let's, let's see what's the there. Let's get the OGs. Let's get the OGs. Let's see what's down there. Um, and it was just like so funny trying to get there. And um, when we were there, we were just like welcomed when we got there. And they're like, come and, you know, come and see our team sing, throat singing. And they just stuffed us in a in a four by four and took us to this random village. They didn't even have anywhere for us to sleep. We had to sleep in the medical wing of a local school. And they were like, we had, literally have no spare beds, but we know the school medical room has some like camp beds. So you can sleep in there. And so they oh, took, us, took us to the school and... I mean, there, there was just ice even on the inside of the windows. I thought they were curtains or something because it was pitch black, but it was just there was ice on the it's outside. Nice ice <laughs> on the look. inside, yeah. And then uh, we slept in there with our with our guide. We each had a bunk bed each. And um, yeah, in that, that evening they took us for the uh, throat singing and we walked in oh, and everyone was, was like, oh my God, yeah, the tourists are here. We were looking for the traveling, there's a traveling throat singing band, the <laughs> traveling Tuvan band. And Is the, that what they're called? The, yeah, it's a traveling Tuvan band. And they basically just go around Tuva performing and they're like, yeah, they're performing at the moment. We can go and try and find them. And no one knew where they were. So we were just driving around like parts of Tuva all over the place looking for this band and eventually we found it absolutely and, uh, fangirled them and they were yeah. still traveling you're like hey wait <laughs> 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 so we got we got backstage and everything oh yeah and they offered us the most disgusting meal i think i've ever had in my entire life you know that what is this like a some sort of meat it's, it's oh, mutton yeah, it's like mutton yeah yeah and you can smell it before you can see it oh yeah and we've both had it before and we both really know that we clothes. really can't stand it and we could smell it and we thought oh no they're gonna offer us that no I, I was saying leather it is <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh, we need to think of a polite reason not to eat this and of course this woman comes over with two overflowing bowls of this stuff and we're like very british about it. <laughs> thank you so much Yum. Like, 
You know, you know that face you make when you're like trying not to be sick, but at the same, you're like sort of like retching a bit, but you're trying to like say it's good, and you're like, yeah, I don't know. Thank you so much. They even pointed that out. They were like, "Oh, you're making that face," you know, <laughs> you're kind of gonna puke. And they were like all laughing at us because they're like, "It's <laughs> nothing you can do." About very it. generous, but it's very generous. Tough time. Tough, tough, it, tough. Going to those places, it makes you realize how awful. European people are. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, they were super welcoming. I mean, they, there's, yeah. We, They'll just let you stay in their hospital or their house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, and they literally like, opened up an entire school just so we could sleep somewhere. I mean, I guess to be fair, if they hadn't, we would have died because it was so cold. You know, that was the only other option is that we would have been cast onto the street. And I mean, then they'd have to Europeans, do all their bodies, though, so. they're, ah, well, <laughs> ah, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry, Merry Icicles, because that's where you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, we don't give a shit though. over here. Actually, that, that does remind me of quite a funny story. I mean, it's not that funny, but I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we saw this, uh, so anyway, in like, in Kazil, you've got like, a lot of re you know like the big sort of like out sort of outpost russian towns we've got those massive russian dogs they're like wolves. <laughs> i knew you're gonna tell this story yeah. it's so good <laughs> they're like wolves but like sort of doggish but basically wolves <laughs> they just look, <laughs> they just look like they're just if you were to step out of the village just briefly <laughs> they all just rip you apart um anyways loads of those things sort of wandering about the place you know just completely feral Anyway, we noticed this, and bearing in mind, it's minus 30, I think, at the time. Mm. And uh, we noticed this on the signpost. There was a missing a missing dog signpost. It was one of those little, tiny little chihuahuas with a little, um, had a little hat on and a little uh, jacket. <laughs> what? Yeah, and it was like, it's sort of in Russian, must have said missing. And we were just looking at it like... And it's just like all you can see around is these roving dogs just looking for any meal they can get. And you're just like, I mean, we're kind of, we, I thought it was hilarious. Even had like those little number things you could pull out. Yeah. Just like. That dog's. That yeah, just got in the like, second it walked outside. It's dead. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got a hot tip for you. <laughs> I got a hot tip for you. Stop searching. <laughs> Your dog's dog food. Those, yeah, those dogs are. Some of the scariest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Fuck sharks. <they're... laughs> it's the eyes, isn't it? Yeah, they're like, they're like barking just bears. Yeah. Like a bear-wolf combination. That's it. That's been cast out by every single human it's ever met. <laughs> every single human. They just treat them like so badly as well. Yeah. There was... Um, when I was managing the Mongol Rally finish line a few years ago, there was like a stray puppy that was like the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. Came over and like ran across the main square, like beelined for me and then just started chewing on my laces Aww. and melted my heart. So I was like, right, I'm going to try and sort this dog out, try and find someone to look after it or something like that. And we started looking after it and then... Um, we kind of started working out the process of trying to bring it home. But I would have had to have stayed there for an extra month to run through the whole process with vets and customs and things like that. So we had to... Um, Boot it. Yeah, well, we just killed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, we had to like... Um, like we got my uh, fixer there to try and help and all of that shit, but we couldn't 
couldn't bring her back in the end. And um, we we asked this um, this young Russian girl who was volunteering with us. She was really sweet, um, really friendly, really quiet. Um, but we asked her over dinner. We were like, oh, so what do they do with dogs like in winter here? Do people take them in? And she was like, oh, no, no, they get killed. <laughs> and they just... <laughs> just Done. take them out. So, um, yeah, I have unfortunately a tragic puppy story as well. I used to work in uh, Liberia. We had um, had an office in a place called Maryland, which is super hard to get to. It's like a day helicopter journey to get down there. And we had this office there and it was kind of really poorly protected in the sense that the security was really bad. So we thought, I know we'll, we'll get a guard dog. So we got this little puppy, really, really very adorable, called it Popo. Popo used to run around, sort of really happy, had really nice owners, looked after him real great. Next time I come back to the office, like a month later, I'm like, where's Popo? I can't wait to see Popo. Popo's so cute. Like, sorry, ma'am, Popo's no more. I was like, what do you mean Popo's no more? Because, so, yeah, someone basically came and stole Popo and then ate Popo. And that was a it. person? Mm, that was, bearing in mind, this is Ebola time, so there's a lot of risk around different oh, meats shit. and, like, a lot of people get their meat from the jungle. And there was obviously risk around getting that. So oh, they Popo. ate they ate Popo. Shit. Yeah. Popo I mean, gone. Small puppy is not the best at guarding things. No, but we'd hoped she would grow into a very good guard dog. I feel oh poor Popo. I know. She must have had a good what year? couple of months oh a couple of months yeah. well, she must have had a good couple of months <laughs> she did there. have a good in maryland <laughs> maryland yeah i i literally know nothing about liberia no not a lot of people do it's it's a super interesting place it's actually one of the the poorest countries in the world um unfortunately uh, it's like real actually quite a tragic story they've had 20 years of civil wars it's two civil wars back to back um and then they obviously had the ebola crisis um mm. which is when i was working there so um, really kind of tragic history, yeah. but, but, you know, really interesting country to, to be in and uh, the kind of, um, you know, sort of Liberians, how um, sort of loyal they are almost to, to their country. And, um, you know, I did a lot of work in kind of development and UNICEF projects uh, with little kids and stuff. And, That's amazing. Um, WFP work and that kind of stuff. And, WFP? So, uh, World Food Programme. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we did loads of work with those guys um, in sort of villages, super isolated villages. You have to get a helicopter and then you get a four by four and then you get a motorbike and then you walk for three hours and then you're there. Fuck. Yeah, mad, absolutely mad. How long were you there for? Uh, about a year, I think. It was my first job. During in boat Yeah, classes. yeah. I mean, it was my first job in international development. So it's no wonder it was in a country with a because no one else wanted to go there. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'll do it. You yeah, know, yeah. I'll go there. Uh, yeah, it was an amazing experience, you know, going around in helicopters Fuck, and like really old helicopters. These aren't, you know, state of the art US military. These are ex-Soviet helicopters that are on their last legs oh and they're actually flown by because uh, there's a united nations military mission that's there as well so loads of different military from all over the world and it was flown by these three russians who were constantly drunk every single oh, weird. time you get to i know funny that you get to the <laughs> helicopter and they're like yeah let's go where you go you want to go to lofa i take you to lofa i don't know it's not that accent it's the russian accent of course. hey they're party animals <laughs> absolutely yeah. party animals and you'd be on this helicopter you're flying super low over the canopy right and that thing's just like and then every so often the kind of blades would sort of really awkwardly slow down you think 
fuck's going on now? And then like they were like, ah, oh, wait, uh, shouting at the front, and then it got to, <laughs> sort of just like swinging around all over the place. And then they take a take a stop, um, an unplanned stop. I'm like, where are we? Just in the field, just surrounded by forest. And then uh, this little old Liberian man, when I say little and old, I mean very little and very old, <laughs> comes out with about 200 bananas on his back and he carries these bananas over and the Russians jump out. He's like, oh yeah, you know, great, my bananas, you got my bananas. And then they just chuck the bananas in the helicopter and, and off we go. Banana uh, poaching. I, yeah, I was like, why have you got so many bananas? So like, we love them. We love the bananas here. And we I suppose you don't get many bananas in... In Russia. Yeah, maybe not. I don't yeah. know where they're from, but they love their bananas. And that's what they do. Every trip, there'd be a banana stop. Not always the same spot, but always the same guy. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> Just hours apart. <laughs> Just the same guy. <laughs> yeah. He like, phones them as like, come to the spot, got your bananas. Do you reckon he's just got a little truck full of bananas and they just find the, yeah, maybe. the perfect spot? Yeah, yeah. Perfect spot for picking <laughs> up their bananas. So have you been back since no i haven't and i'd absolutely love to which is actually something that we're planning on maybe doing a production out there maybe next year um one of our next expeditions potentially liberia or ivory coast somewhere mm. in west africa for sure but um yeah i'd absolutely love to go back it'd be fantastic see my old colleagues and just yeah i was gonna say there must still be a whole bunch of people there. yeah yeah a whole bunch of them and you know they're so interesting as individuals as well because they a lot of them live through at least one of the civil wars. So, mm. and then Ebola as well. So they've got really fascinating stories. And it's my uh, the driver that worked for our organisation, um, a guy called Harmon, really cool guy. He always used to take us out clubbing and stuff. He'd find like the darkest, dankest club in Monrovia, and he'd be like, "You should come here. It's great." And you oh, get shit. there and you think, "This is where I die." <laughs> but it's just the best night you've ever had in your life. And it's like the most famous people in Liberia are there, you know, in terms of musicians and stuff. Yeah. And they're all there just raving away. Um, and yeah, he always used to turn up to work late and very bleary eyed. He'd obviously been drinking the night before yeah. and I just thought he was a massive party animal. So I didn't say anything because I wasn't in charge at the time. But towards the end of my time there, I became in charge of stuff and like in charge of some of the staff. So it's kind of my responsibility to make sure he was on time and not bleary eyed. Um, this one time he was late and I was like, you know, this has to stop, mate. You're clear. I know you like clubbing and I like clubbing with you, but there's a time and a place and mm. it's not on a Tuesday, okay? You need to just it's be on school time. night. You need to be on time, okay? So we go to meetings and stuff. Um, and he was like, yeah, you know, whatever, fine, you know, I'll, I'll work on it and stuff. And um, the, my colleagues were making fun of him. They're like, oh, the general, he's always late. And I was like, why do you call him the general? I've been calling him the general for months. I was like, why do you call him that? No, oh, because when he was in the civil war he when he was 14 he worked for coca-cola classic underage <laughs> underage labor coca-cola he worked as a bus boy which is basically the lorry driver's assistant mm. and the coca-cola lorry was held up by a rebel group who obviously really liked coca-cola because they took the entire lorry of coca-cola and uh, but they also took him and made him a child soldier effectively oh my god and so he was forced to fight in one of the civil wars uh, as a child soldier. Um, and that's why he's always late to work and bleary eyed because he's an alcoholic because of his experiences and stuff. Yeah, so you just trace it back a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you know, hell. on the surface, it's kind of just, you know, all these these people just live in their lives. You know, some people like to party, some people like mm. to, you know, do whatever. But then you look back on it and you think, 
actually there's a whole load of experiences here that are, that are pretty mental and pretty insane and it's a really untold story i think and yeah it must be so traumatic to even try and talk about it yeah exactly because it would be so interesting to find out but it's yeah. not exactly like hey, yeah tell, tell me, me about that time <laughs> yeah. in the civil war here's a camera <laughs> no, i mean the first thing they told me when i arrived is like never ask anyone about the war ever you never ask anyone if they volunteer the information that's fine but mm. you should never ask about it because it's so traumatizing yeah. there's a country that has they when i was there they had seven doctors that worked uh, in free healthcare for the entire country seven doctors and all the other healthcare was was private healthcare so you can imagine what like the mental health support is for people who go through those experiences it's just oh, it's su- yeah, yeah it's such an insane country if you ever get the opportunity to go absolutely i'd love it's, to it's fascinating yeah. it really is what's what's the state of affairs over there now are they um i think they're still well they're almost definitely one of the poorest countries in the world still um they have a new prime minister so when i was there it's a woman called ellen johnson sirleaf who i actually named one of my cats after um she's the first democratically elected female head of state in the whole of africa so very impressive woman um but she she was actually outvoted in the end um by a footballer who (laughs) a guy called george weir um he made definitely doesn't sound liberian (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right he made it big in in some kind of uh football team i don't know which one um and he's now i think he's still currently the or the president i should say um but it's still a very poor country you know they're they're rinsed absolutely rinsed by aid there's so much aid that goes into that country but unfortunately that's a huge part of why they're so so poor yeah uh, i think it's like 90 percent of their gdp is is aid wow so it's, it's it's pretty bonkers i had a mate who worked in the um supporting the economics team there uh, in writing their budgets and stuff. And uh, he came back one day from work and was just like tearing his hair out. Like, what am I supposed to do? I was like, what's up? And he said, well, the entire education budget for this entire country isn't even got enough money to pay the salaries of teachers, let alone resources and premises and buildings and everything else that comes along with educating a country. So it's, yeah, it's a tough, you know, it's a tough, tough place for people to grow up. Really, really tough. Um, You go to those places and you think we're like, we're so lucky to be able to just travel and experience and then leave. Yeah, you Um, get to have a, well, it just gives you a bit of insight. Yeah. It's very humbling though, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, You really realise, you know, how lucky we are to to be able to do things like this and, Mm. and travel to places like that. So if we get to go back and do some sort of expedition or production, I mean, that, that would be pump a bit more cash in there as well get people coming in that would be awesome but yeah if anyone's ever thinking of going on adventure then the first thing they should google is liberia for sure lots of stuff to to be had i'd love to i've I've never been to i've been to morocco but i've never been anywhere else in africa yeah 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 i'd love to go yeah, loads of cool places. I lived in Nigeria for a few years as well. That was that's a should be on your checklist Still on my as well. Instagram, did you? It's <laughs> me, me and Kat, actually. Like. <laughs> I got a few G's coming into my account right now. <laughs> Crypto Kev. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. That's how he found you. I was like, this guy, look, we'll, we'll just, we'll just get put, his, put his face on his background. Yeah, and, he's uh, dumb. Looks legit. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> so Liberia and Nigeria uh, yeah those are two of the places that I lived yeah did you go many other places uh, I lived in Senegal for a bit 
Um, and I traveled to Ivory Coast, Ghana a couple of times because wow. in the region, so why not? Um, yeah, really, really cool area. I mean, I've never been anywhere else apart from North Africa, never been to East Africa, uh, which I'd love to, Serengeti kind of mm. way would absolutely be a dream to go there. Um, yeah, West Africa is sort of not so traveled, but yeah. makes it all the more adventurous, right? And all the more, Hell yeah. I mean, there and China, yeah, are like the last, last kind of properly unexplored yeah. places to go, I'd imagine. I'm not sure. I can't really think of anywhere else that's parts of Russia, probably. Oh um, yeah, if you can get yeah, in. That place is big. Yeah, Russia. Yeah, China. I would say Tibet is probably one place oh, for yeah. sure. Papua oh. New Guinea. Papua New Guinea. Papua. Love to go there. Yeah, it's pretty high on the list. Yeah, we're hoping to do expedition there as well. We basically mm-hmm. pick places we want to go. Yeah, that makes and sense. And then just <laughs> let other people have a good time and be stressed the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but That's you'll have a good story yeah. to tell. Yeah, yeah it's just be, yeah. lots more tight too fun. Yeah, it's basically all we do is get stressed, but it's uh, it's great fun. What's afterwards. life without stress? What's life without stress? Exactly. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, probably. Probably, <laughs> probably great, a longer actually. life. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah, long, <laughs> long, long and calm, peaceful, <laughs> fulfilled. That's <laughs> yeah, great. Speaking of fulfilled, I think. Yeah. Check it out. We did it. Tick the boxes. Should we tick the boxes? Yeah. Tick the boxes. Ooh, yeah. tick the boxes. Um, thank you very much for coming. Uh, it's always That's a pleasure cool. to have you. And it's been awesome meeting you. Yeah, you too. Um, I can't wait to see what else you guys are doing with the, the expedition company. Yeah, absolutely. I'll start coming soon. What's the Instagram again? Uh, wildexpeditions.info, which nice. is also our website link. So if Hell you yeah. uh, type that into URL, you'll get there as well. And we'll put it on on the on the yeah, YouTube. Maybe on the big green screen. I'll try and get Nigerian Kev to post it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that'd be we'll great. We'll do a crypto prize. Crypto prize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. If you Amazing. pay pay for your spot in crypto, you make <laughs> ten times your investment. <laughs> uh, and on that note, thank you everyone. See you next week. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hold up. 